Welcome to our next episode of the 5 Moments of Need Performance Matters series. This is Bob Mosier, one of the many co-hosts you'll meet throughout this series. So friends, are you trying to learn more about the 5 Moments of Need? Maybe how to design for them, implement for them, measure them and even sell them as an approach to your enterprise. Well, in the Performance Matters series, we will help you better understand the theory and best practices behind this powerful methodology and offer proven ways to put the five moments of need into practice. Welcome back to another episode of the Five Moments of Need Performance Matters series. Bob Mosier here again, one of your co-hosts, and we are thankful that you're joining us yet again, friends, for another episode. This time we're going to shift a bit to Strategy Matters, one of our many sub-series as a part of this episode. And in this particular case, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which are the seven myths of the five moments of need journey. You know, for many of us, myself included, this is a fundamental shift in how we look at our design and the work that we do. And I know for me, when I first got into this, of course, I'm looking at this all through the lens of training. And so I had a number of assumptions about what the five moments of need journey would be that have been frankly broken or disproven as I've journeyed along. And so have the same has happened with many of our colleagues, customers, and friends who've journeyed as well. So over the years, Con and I have kind of kept track of the most common ones that we hear out of folks. And so today we'd like to tackle the seven most common myths that we hear. First is that, here's this one, we have performance support uh, because we already have e-learning and SharePoint. <laughs> well, friends, a couple things with this one. Number one, it's really important that we distinguish between the tools of the trade of training and the tools of the trade of performance support and encompassing a five moments of need deliverable. And also, frankly, it's important that we pivot on this issue of tools. You see, performance support, I honestly believe, even though it goes as far back as we've talked about with Gloria Geary, 1991, her infamous performance support or EPSS, Electronic Performance Support Book, the irony is that it's really not about tools. Performance support is, again, one of the more misunderstood disciplines, in my opinion, in my time, 36 plus years of doing this. And that is that performance support, friends, is not a job aid. It is not a tool. Performance support is a discipline. And as my grandfather used to say, you know, just because one can swing a hammer doesn't make one a carpenter. And so the same goes here, friends, that having e-learning or SharePoint as tools does not mean that we have performance support any more than is it to say that we have effective formal instruction because we have e-learning or a classroom. You know, they are, again, part of the deliverables, but we all know that a tool is only as powerful as the craftsman who swings it, right? And so in our case, performance support is not about those two tools, and more importantly, it's important to distinguish what they do. E-learning is a training tool. Classroom is a training tool. You know, they are, there are moments one and two tool, which we'll talk about more in just a bit. SharePoint can absolutely be more of a moments three through five or performance support tool, but it's important first and fundamentally that we understand the difference, that it's not a tool, it's a methodology, and that different tools do different things. Now, SharePoint, if I may. The danger about SharePoint for years, friends, frankly, is not the tool. It's been what we've done to it right? Accessibility does not equate relevance. And this has been a problem we made back in the 90s. It's been a problem for years with performance support and, and how we develop these things. Although SharePoint's a wonderful tool in many organizations, it's frankly one of the more disliked tools. And again, it's not because of the potential of SharePoint. It's because of what we've done to it 
from a design perspective. So let's be sure we understand that having SharePoint, having e-learning, or other tools, again, does not give us performance support. It's all about the methodology. So one of the more misunderstood things about performance support as a discipline is this idea of what is the true definition of workflow learning. Fundamentally, friends, workflow learning to a learner is learning while doing, not in the process of doing. Let me say those again. Workflow learning is learning while doing. I'm in the workflow, I'm in the context of my work, and then support elements, even training elements, are presented to me in that context while I do my work. It's not presenting objects, modalities, in the workflow that I have to step away from that to consume. And e-learning again, friends, I hate to pick on it, but this poor tool was misrepresented for years as a just-in-time tool when in reality it's not. It's anything but just-in-time. Yes, it's accessible in the workflow. It's really hard to use while working. I have to take a break from my work, log onto an LMS, stop cognitively focusing on the work I'm getting done, and take a lesson, which, by the way, is great. Accessibility is everything, and efficiency is everything. But the reality is that that is not, that is not workflow learning. So second myth. Let's get broader here. So that sometimes we hear, I already have my five moments of need strategy. Here we go, because I have an EPSS. Now, <laughs> we're kind of hinging on this tool thing again, right? EPSS, Electronic Performance Support System, is not a five moments of need strategy. And I'm emphasizing the word strategy. It clearly is an element, but it gets back again to technology does not trump methodology. Five moments of need, like performance support in myth one, is an approach. It's a methodology. It's a discipline. And EPSS, although an incredibly powerful tool and one that gets away from, the, from myth one around e-learning and, and SharePoint, does remarkable things today, it in and of itself does not trump a five moments of need strategy. And as a friend of mine once said, you know, just because I have Word, it doesn't make me a writer. Right? I mean, just because I have PowerPoint, it doesn't make me a good presenter. Right? So just because you have an EPSS, it does not mean that you have a five moments of need strategy or, frankly, that you're even using the EPSS effectively. So although an EPSS is a part of the ecosystem, it is one we promote all the time. It is the dolly of the day. It is incredibly powerful in your overarching solution. It's, it's something we have to understand better and we have to, have to commit to and purchase. In a five moments of need strategy, it doesn't encompass the five moments. It helps with three through five. It is really not, although it's introduced there, a moments one and two tool. It is really a three through five tool. So again, to say I have a five moments of need strategy because I purchased an EPSS is incorrect. A five moments of need strategy spans moments one and two, formal instruction, and moments three through five, the workflow. So let's run a little bit more at this. Myth number three, informal learning doesn't need structure. That's why it's called informal learning. <laughs> well, you guys, it can be no further from the, from the truth, right? We have to not confuse domain with approach. Just because workflow learning is consumed in the informal domain, right? We're not formally going to instruction. We're not formally taking training. We're not signing up for a class. We're not logging to an LMS. Just because the domain is informal 
that does not mean it is fair or even responsible to allow it to be chaotic, to allow it not to have any structure. And frankly, I got to run at this, friends. I don't like informal learning as a term. I really think it's one we have to drop. It was, I, I get it early on when we are all about formal instruction and we are first introducing informal learning. Jay Cross wrote a brilliant book on it. But I think we've matured beyond it because here's the problem. And a dear friend of mine pushed me on this years ago, Allison Rossett. You, know, you may know of her. She's just one of my heroes in this business. We were talking about the early days of informal learning. She said, look, I don't use the word informal learning because try to get a CFO, chief financial officer, to pay for informal learning. And where she was going with that, and I think she's totally right, is that it's such a broad term, meaning anything not formal is informal instruction. Meaning the coffee pot conversation, walking to the parking lot after work, you know, yelling over a cubicle to someone in all email. I mean, frankly, all of those things where we get help, where we learn from others, that's all informal learning by the larger domain. But friends, there's no way one will get funding for it. Two, we'll get our arms around it. Or third, and probably more importantly, we can design for it. We just can't. So we have to understand that work is not, yes, work is informal. Absolutely. But the workflow is anything but. People come into work to perform certain tasks. Now, they may not do them in a particular order every time. But what we've learned in our work and through the five moments needed methodology is that the workflow, frankly, has a fairly rigorous structure. Again, don't, don't confuse the structure in which we work with the way in which we approach it. And yes, in the workflow, we may hop around. We may address certain tasks ahead of others. But that does not mean that the workflow does not have a structure that we can design for and support in a very intentional way. So we can make ex- accessing and finding things in the informal world way more structured. Right? I mean, guys, again, let's go, let's go old school here, right? I walked into a library which has thousands of books, tens of thousands of books. You don't know every person who walks in what they're consuming or what they might want to find there. But the reality is, because of that, it's not a chaotic building. It has a very highly rigorous structure to it that guides me in the flow of trying to get information for the needs that I have in a very efficient and structured way. So informal learning is and should be highly structured and supported in that way. Myth number four, performance support doesn't need to be taught or even sold because it lives in the moment of apply, meaning the learner should just want it. I get that performance support is on demand. We've talked about this before, but for most organizations and learners, this is a brand new way to learn that needs to be taught. We have been so training focused for so long. Our classrooms are highly structured and highly caring and highly guiding, and at the same time, in many ways, highly dependent. So when learners leave that domain, sure, they've learned a lot. They've had time to practice. But the reality is, when they go back to the workflow, they are not comfortable, typically, leaving that domain and standing self-reliant. So we have to understand that although performance support, when consumed, is clearly an on-demand tool in forms of an EPSS and others that learners still need to learn the skill of standing self-reliance. So we talk about ramp up, ramp down. That's another issue in another podcast. That basically it's the classroom acts as a way to instruct learners on how to stand self-reliant in the context of learning things that are new. So we have to take intentional ways of guiding them into that in in the formal domain and at the same time 
In the informal, we have to, or in the workflow, we have to ease them into it through what we call proof of concepts or POCs, meaning allow them to crawl, walk, run into the domain. In training, we often tackle things in things like classes, units, lessons. That's how we design for the uh, classroom for moments one and two. But moments three through five can pivot on a task, on a performance gap. So in allowing performance support to be learned, for, for performers to become comfortable with it, we have to teach it in the classroom as part of instruction to allow students to intentionally grasp and be comfortable with the tools and learn to be self-reliant. And at the same time, we have to allow the way we ease them into it in the workflow with projects and EPSSs and tools that we provide there that are in manageable doses to allow people to comfortably use them in the workflow. Myth number five, performance support can replace training. Oh my gosh, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but here's the thing. It can reduce it considerably. And part of this is our fault in our early journey into this because even though Khan and I have been the five moments of need guys for well over 10 years, in fact, longer than that, but intentionally for about the last 10 years, is that we overly emphasized moments three through five. And in some ways, not maliciously, but in some ways, we at the same time de-emphasized and in some people's eyes devalued the classroom and that moments three through five were way more important than moments one and two. That is not true. All five moments deserve attention and balance. Yeah, in our industry, we have to shift, in our opinion, to three through five first. We have to design for apply. We'll talk about that more in a moment. But that doesn't mean we don't still look at moments one and two for what they are and how they're needed. Three through five are very difficult without one and two, right? I, I need to know and master to then do, which is what happens in moments one and two. So we apologize, friends, if over the years we have devalued moments one and two, which traditionally are met by the classroom e-learning. They are still powerful and will always be needs of learners trying to perform. But the reality is to, to the learner, three through five is where we have to shift our attention, our intentionality, and our design so learners can survive there better. And actually, friends, here's the reality is I've also covered myth number six, <laughs> which is the fact that moments three through five do not outrank one and two. Uh, we talked about that. The reality is that we have to start with designing for apply first to then honor moments one and two. And as we said just a moment ago, to make the classroom that much more effective. So the sixth myth kind of combines with the fifth. Performance support does not replace training. And at the same time, moments three through five then do also not outrank moments one and two. We have to shift our methodology. And what the five moments of need methodology is fundamentally founded in is that we have to design first for apply moments three and then four and five in order to elevate and better and more efficiently perform the things we design and train for in moments one and two. Moment seven, and the last one, and I'm going to kind of back into, into strategy here, friends, because I kind of wanted to have the first six myths discussed before I got to the seventh one. And this is one we hear all the time. And, and frankly, it cripples five moments of need efforts, which are because the five moments of need is so new, right? We're, we're anxious about that. This is L&D. We need a more formal overarching strategy across our ecosystem. Love that word before we can begin our first efforts in workflow learning. Now, friends, here's the problem. I am not against, nor are we against, a strategic plan, right? We have to have a roadmap. We have to be responsible. 
But here's the thing. Very few of us, myself included, at one time knew anything about what workflow learning meant. I didn't understand the tools of the trade. I didn't understand the methodology. So how can I step back and include it in an ecosystem in a strategic way? We have to try this thing. We have to intentionally dip our toe into this thing. Because only then do we have a perspective of what it takes to do it. And more importantly, its impact on a larger across-the-five-moment strategy that we're trying to design for. So here's the reality, friends. The three-to-five-year strategy stuff, <laughs> throw it out. How's that? Right? And, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not by any means saying we shouldn't have a learning strategy or, or keep our eye on the ball here or where we're going. What I'm saying is analysis paralysis is rampant in our industry, particularly in this huge word we're using called digital or learning transformations. These things are taking months, if not years. They are crippling learning departments because we just can't get off the ground. So I'm not saying be irresponsible. What I am saying is, here we go again, proof of concepts. Learn through doing. That's the principle of the five moments. So what we need to do is be practitioners of the discipline. Try simple projects while crafting your strategy. It is clearly our responsibility to have a larger learning strategy. But if you're going to bring five moments of need into it, particularly moments three through five, which are brand new to many of us, we have to try the discipline in manageable doses to then go back and correct our strategy as we go. So this transformation is created, friends, one project at a time. Start small and with an identified performance problem, build your solution, learn from that, and then adjust your strategy as you go, and then move on to the next project. We hope you found this helpful. We'd love to hear your feedback, and we'll see you again in a future episode. Well, that's it for this episode of the 5 Moments of Need Performance Matters series. We look forward to future conversations around how to best put the 5 Moments of Need into practice. We welcome your feedback and can be reached on Twitter using my Twitter handle at BMOSH as well as our 5 Moments of Need website, which is www.the5momentsofneed.com. We hope you're finding these helpful and will subscribe to future episodes. Have a great day, friends.